0: Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson, and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals, and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling, and full of joy. And as the summer holidays have finally sprung upon us, I've decided to dedicate the following weeks to picking the most popular shows to create the Stay Sane Summer Series to help those of you who find this time of year a bit hellish to give you your sanity back. And if you're feeling like you're going nuts and are thinking, I just need a fucking break and want a quick sustainable fix, you're in luck. As I'm gifting an instant mum relief accelerator call worth 500 pounds to 25 lucky hardworking mums who want some instant relief from the madness. If that is you, go to bit.ly slash instant mum relief. That's bit.ly slash instant mum relief where you can book your call. You can also find the link in the show notes. And on today's show, you've got me. Yay, lucky you. And for those of you that are meeting me for the first time, I am your podcast host, lifestyle transformation coach for mums, hardworking mums. I run retreats here in Spain and I work with mums all over the world to help them stay sane and create sustainable relief from this crazy thing called mothering and modern day life. I'm also a best-selling author and I've just authored my book, The Joy of Being, Supporting Hardworking Mums to Stress Less and Live More. And on this Stay Sane Summer Series today, I thought I would share my insights into something that I'm seeing really fresh and really new. It's only really come about in the last few weeks, in fact. And I call it the Stay Sane Formula, How to Thrive When Shit Hits the Fan. And it's something that I've came up with just very recently. Now, if you're wondering, hmm, is it possible to thrive when shit hits the fan? Which is kind of, is it possible? The answer is actually yes, it is possible. I've seen it time and time again for my clients. I've seen it time and time again with the uh, potential clients that I've seen and chatted to. And you're no different, my love. So if you are curious and you're wondering how the hell do I stay sane when shit hits the fan with my kids, especially during this time of year, then keep listening. Welcome, everybody. And today, as I already mentioned, I am flying solo. So I decided to share this episode with you because of something that I'm seeing more freshly. And for those of you who are finding the summer holidays slightly stressful, maybe you are Attempting to get your work done and you can't because your kids are around, or maybe you're just so fed up with them telling you that uh, they are bored and you are too. Maybe you've just come back from holidays and you feel like you need another one. Whatever your situation is, this episode is going to be for you if you are looking to find something that will help you stay sane during this time, or actually give you the sustainable mum relief that you're looking for over time. And I wanted to share three insights that I've had, which I now call the stay sane formula, to basically be able to thrive when shit hits the fan, regardless of what your circumstances are, regardless of what your children are up to, there is a chance and a possibility and an opportunity for us mums to be able to stay grounded, connected to ourselves without needing to fly off the mental edge of our insanity. So I wanted to share three myths, if you will, that bring us then into the three insights that I've had about staying sane and our mental well-being. So what I'm going to be covering today is why most self-care advice you've seen is actually making things worse, the real reason your business and actually your relationships with your partner and your kids is actually truly at risk, and the simple way of knowing how much is too much when giving of yourself, because I know that come summer holidays it seems to me or it seems to most mums that I speak to that it's really about the kids, right? Like when do we get some respite? When are we the ones to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to go off and have some me time right now and not let the sort of guilt do away with those moments that you need for you. So let's start with myth number one, this idea that, you know, most self-care advice you've seen is actually making things worse. So when I was in my first year or second year, or even second and a half year of being a mum with Leo, I must say that my I was really challenged mentally. And looking back now, I could say that, you know, I was either heading for burnout, had burnout, but to be honest, it felt like I was going insane. And so When I say this, I want to give you an example. You know, I think motherhood was going to be one of these really amazing experiences where I was going to be the Zen mom, adhere to my child's every need. I was going to be present to him all of the time. I was going to be the type of mom that wouldn't give him sugar. I was going to be the type of mom that uh, was definitely going to always be connected to him and never have an argument or have a mental breakdown. Well, to be frank and honest, the the confession is how I thought I was going to be and how I have been don't look anything alike. I've been anything but chill. I've been anything but zen. But over the last couple of years, I have become much more grounded, much more tranquil, much more calm and have made a huge investment in my own mental well-being, mental well-being. To give you an example of what things might have looked like for me back then, there was a day where Leo and I were going to get his haircut, and I live in Spain, as you may or may not know, and water is a hot commodity here. So literally any kind of water that comes out of a tap is money coming out of your bank account. And water here is quite expensive in comparison to anywhere else. And we have a villa, a four-bedroom villa here. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm not saying this to glow, but I'm just giving you some context by which the story comes from. So there we were, attempting to get him in the car. He goes outside. He must have been two and a half years old at this point. And I am faffing around in the house. I come out thinking that he's already in the car, but actually what I see is him playing around with the water. Tap outside. And you know how kids do this, that you know, you tell them to stop and they look at you and then they look back at the thing they're doing, look at you again, and they actually do the opposite thing that you're asking them to do. Well, this is exactly what happened in that moment. So I asked Leo to stop kindly. And he just looked one look at the tap, one look at me, one look at the tap again, and just with a death defying stare, just turned the tap right back on. We were already late. I had images of my bank account being totally and utterly, or let's just say, bare. And I lost it. I went over, turned the tap off. I must have picked him up, slapped him on the arm, and I put him back into the house. Now, at the time, I could have just stayed there, right, with him. But instead, I thought it was a great idea to lock the door behind me, get in the car, and drive away. It must have been about set five seconds in when I realized, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? I've just left my son crying hysterically back at the house. I need to come back. So that's exactly what I did. I came back to find him screaming and jumping, not only now because of what had happened, but also because mummy had left. And we have a glass door, so I could see what was going on. And I walked back in, and we both ended up being a massive heap of tears on the floor. Now, I wish I could say that that was the only time that happened, because it really wasn't. There were many, many times, and there have been many times since then, where I've had one of those meltdowns. However, I will say this, things have got a lot better. But during that time, I decided I was going to take a look to see what kind of self-care stuff I could be doing. And, you know, there were lots of messages such as go on a date, Uh, such as do your yoga, make more me time, such as have a ritual in the morning, such as have a cup of tea. I mean, you know, the list was endless of the things I could be doing to make myself feel better. But here was the thing at the time is... That because of my state of mind, I felt guilty because I wasn't doing any of these things and would beat myself up about the fact that I wasn't doing any of these things. And actually, you know, if any of you resonate, you know, you'll know that it'll be like, oh my God, there's just something else I need to get done. And even though it's for our own well being, it now becomes another bloody chore. But what, all, these sort of self care situations, and prompts weren't letting me know about was the mood I might be in when I do the activity or the task, right? So go for a date night. Well, never took into account that me or my ex-husband might be in a bad mood. Go to the spa. Well, it never took took into account that I might be sitting in the spa, but instead of being in the experience of the spa, that I was actually now going to be in the experience of my to-do list. If you're listening to this And you're like, okay, Marina, so these bubble baths that I've been told that I need to have or this me time that I'm supposed to have, like, have there been moments where you've been in the bath, right? And you've been in the bubble bath, you actually hear the pops, you hear the crackling of the bubbles, you feel it against your skin, you actually are in it, you're in the bubble bath experience. And then there have been there have there been other times where you've been in the bubble bath, but the bath disappears. And instead of being in the bubble bath, you're now in your to-do list. Like you might be in your spa, like you might be uh on holiday. Suddenly you're in this place of worry and over concern about things that haven't got done, such as, oh God, did I take the sausages out from the freezer? Oh, crap, I forgot to buy that at the supermarket. Oh, God, I've got to send that email to the PA meeting. Oh, shit, I forgot to buy him those white shorts that he needs for tomorrow's race. Oh, crap, I forgot to send that email that needs being sent today. Otherwise, I'm in big trouble. Oh, what if I don't make that deadline? And so forth and so on. Now, if you're sitting there nodding your head going, yeah, 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 yeah. I am in my to-do list or I am in my worry and overanalyzing, overthinking and not in my bath, then welcome, welcome to how it works. You see, what most self-care ideas, concepts don't really talk about is the mental well-being side, is the state of mind, is how our mind works. Because here's what I know is that when you notice that you're having an experience and that you're not the experience, then you're able to keep sane. Come back to your center more of the time. Now, as a caveat, I might might actually share what does sanity mean to me? Sanity is basically when you come back to the present moment, when you're in the moment, because you're only ever in two places. You're either in your head, (laughs) in the to-do list, or you're in life. You can't be anywhere other than those two places. So when we understand that the experience that we're in says nothing about reality that we have, then it's easier to come back to our center again and keep our sanity regardless of what seems to be going on. The challenge with most self-care advice is that it talks about something outwardly. Do this, then you will feel better. But it does not take into account your state of mind. So that's something I really wanted to sort of point to is notice. Notice when you're in your to-do list. Notice when you're back in the bubble bath. Notice when you're in your to-do list. Notice when you're back in the bubble bath. So I invite you um, to do this little exercise. I call it the pink bubble exercise where you notice when you're in your to-do list or when you're in the bubble bath when you're in the future or you're in the present moment. So that's really the first step is to really notice where your state of mind goes. The second one here is the real reason your relationships with your partner and your kids is truly at risk. Now, I've spoken to a lot of mums about what are some of their stresses. And a big topic is children, especially now we're talking about the summer. And the other topic is the beloved partner, or maybe you don't have a partner, but either way, somebody else that may be the care, the caregiver as as well, as, 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 that shares that responsibility. If you think that your feelings of being and security come from that other person's behavior, then it makes complete sense that when they, don't exhibit that particular behavior, you feel okay. But when we think that our feelings of insecurity and anxiety and overwhelm and impatience is coming from the other person's behavior, then that's when we can put those relationships truly at risk. Why? Well, I don't know about you, but when we want other people's behavior to change, right, when we want other people's behavior to change, first of all, A, I don't know about you, but it seems to me like it's impossible. But like if they need a change, they will they will do the changing themselves. We cannot change other people, right? We can't change our kids, we cannot change our partners, they will need to want to do that. You can bring a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is this, and it'll be frustrating for you. So the frustration will be felt by the other person. And this is exactly what then happens is when we go into that place of judgment and think, Oh fuck, can you just please change that behavior? Why are you still doing it? Why aren't my children, why aren't my children listening to me? Why is my partner not listening to me? Why he knows that like it makes me go completely nuts when he leaves his shoes all over the floor. And I've been attempting to clean up the house. Why do my kids not understand put your shoes on the first time round. Why do I have to keep telling them this? And then it ends up in a massive argument, mashing, shouting, match, and so forth and so on. Well, first of all, when we feel judged, when others feel judged, they go into a place of resistance, right? Just as we would. Somebody's judging us and telling us that we need to do those things and if we don't, something else. Then, I don't know about you, but I will definitely go into resistance and defense, right? What happens is we end up defending our realities. Your partner ends up defending his reality. Your children uh, end up defending their reality. No, I don't want to. And then we end up defending our reality. Well, you should because... And then there's maybe some cajoling, coercion. It's totally and utterly normal that this goes on. But it's not necessarily natural. And what it's doing is, is it's laying blame on others that the way that we are feeling has got something to do with them. Which actually is not true. The way that we feel is only ever us letting us know about the state of mind that we're in. It's not about the situation, not about their behaviors. It's about the way that we feel about their behaviors. Because you can put two people in the same situation, two mums in the same situation, and they'll have a very different response. Some mums will be very grounded in that moment and will want to understand better. Another mum might completely lose it because she's already in that impatient state of mind. And she's feeling angry and she thinks that, you know, her feelings of anger have got something to do with her child's behavior. It's a really compelling illusion. So compelling that we all get hoodwinked by it. But when we get into defense, we get into attrition. These are how wars are started. And this is what that's actually really putting at risk, your relationships with those that you really, really care about. And one of the things that I had an insight about, which made it so much easier to see, was this one day when Leo, very small, what it must have been, about six weeks old, he, you know, it was one of those nights where i would kind of fumbling around to get his nappy on because he peed and pooed and he was yeah six weeks old whatever he was still doing the nights and as I was putting his nappy back on the new one he peed and pooed all over me now funnily enough I laughed and I got curious about that laughter because I thought I was thinking well he's just pooed and peed all over me like what's there to be laughing about And so what was interesting about this was that suddenly my attention went on to, oh, I kind of do that with my partner. I kind of, we poo and pee all over each other, figuratively speaking, by the way. So why don't I laugh about that? And then it occurred to me, oh, the reason why I, I laugh about this is because Leo's innocent, innocent to the fact that he's just done something like this. And then it was like, well, hang on, we're all innocent when we get caught up in our own insecure thinking. I don't know about you, but when I'm in my defense terrain, it's really difficult for me to see that I'm in it. Only when I pop out of it do I see that actually, oh, hang on, yeah, mm, okay, I wasn't seeing things so clearly. When you can see that we all live in separate realities, when you can see and insightfully see your children are having an experience of their own feelings and thoughts, that your partner is having an experience of their own feelings and thoughts, you are having an experience of your feelings and thoughts, and nobody's experiencing life in the same way as you or your kids or your partner, then what this actually speaks to is wanting to better understand other people's worlds much more. What I have found that has greatly helped, especially with Leo, my little one, is to come from a place of wanting to understand him. When he acts out in my attempts, and by the way, I don't get this right all of the time. And sometimes my knee-dirt reaction is to just judge and manipulate and coerce, but it happens less of the time now than it used to, is this, to want to understand what is going on about the behavior, to get curious about why that person is doing that thing. Because we're only ever doing what makes sense to us in the moment. All of us are doing that, by the way. And so, with that in mind, I'd love to understand why that makes sense to that person. When Leo lashes out, when he kicks, when he screams. Why does it make sense to him to do that? Because not all kids do that. It just happens to be that Leo, it makes sense to him. And I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. So when I was, I went skiing with Leo in April and we were, he, he was super excited about going to ski school and we would bought him this really cool dinosaur ski suit. And it was the first day and I am, I was getting him dressed and he started to really resist wanting to go to ski school. And I'm like, well, what's happened? You know, like, You were so excited. He's like, I just don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Now, in the past, I would have got super angry about it. It It's like, well, you're going, because I've got to go. You know, I've, I've organized all of this. We've come all this way. You have to go. You know, I would have gone into my reaction mode, and I took a step back at this point, and I basically was like, What's going on for him? Why was he suddenly had a change of heart? What is that? What? What just? happened what inside of him his little body to kind of go I don't want to go so I gave him some space to calm down and once he had we had the conversation I said look what's going on for you why do you not want to go and he goes and he just turned around and he said I think the kids will laugh at me in, in this suit And so he had gone into his own insecurity about the future where he would show up in his class and he was in this like dinosaur suit and they would laugh at him. And what had occurred to me is is I've done that too. I've gone, had moments where I've resisted doing something because I've gone into the future and created a world inside of me that doesn't exist but has freaked me out. And it levels the playing field. And so into that understanding I went and we talked about it. And in the end, I said to him, look, most kids won't even notice that you're in that suit. They'll be worrying about what they're doing in that the first day. Um, and he had an amazing time. And I said, did anybody laugh at you? He went, no, mommy, I had a great time. So what I've seen is, is that when we come from a place of wanting to understand another versus defend our reality, that, Judge that judgy energy has nowhere else to go. It actually mounts those barriers away and allows for a deeper understanding of another human being, which in turn actually will benefit your relationships because of this profound shift in the way that you're being and in the way that they're being. And I cannot emphasize this enough to the point where my ex and I, ex-husband and I would, were coming, he was coming from a place where I'm, a better, I'm the better parent, I'm the better parent, I'm the better parent. And I was really playing into that until I stopped, until I became open and vulnerable, until he then sent me messages to let me know that I was doing an amazing job with Leo. So this way of seeing someone else, this way of being, to really see that your feelings of insecurity are not coming from somebody else's behavior will have profound shifts in the way that you see understand the people that you most care about and then finally there is a simple way of knowing how much is too much when giving of yourself well especially at this time of year right Especially at this time of year, especially if you're attempting to juggle work, kids, work, kids, work, kids, work, kids, work kids. So how do you know when you're giving away too much of yourself? Well, there's probably some without the guilt, or even in the face of the guilt, there is there are probably some Uh, indications. First thing is to look at your diary. Do you have space in there for you? Do you just have space? Or is it jammed, packed, full of stuff to do? The second thing, how are you feeling in your body right now? Are you feeling exhausted? Are you feeling energized? So it's really about checking in with your body. If you're feeling exhausted, tired, frazzled, and are drinking copious amounts of coffee um, and or drinking lots of wine at night, you probably know that that it's time to stop and reflect to give you back as opposed to keep giving to others all over the time. The other thing is this, where are you saying yes when you mean no? When are you saying yes, when you mean no, to supposedly people please other people? When was the last time you actually took some time out for you on your own? Now, if the answer is, I can't remember, or if the answer is, I don't think I ever have. The answer is, I just don't have time for that. The answer is, I just don't have the money for that. I'm going to challenge you today on that very thing. In fact, there was a really interesting text that I got from a friend of mine um, a few days back where a question was asked at, on a Facebook page. And the question was this, as a stay at home mom, do you have solo mental health days, weekends? And so there was a poll. The poll was, I don't have this as an option. Absolutely, I need that so I don't kill someone. Wish I could trust my husband enough to leave him alone with the kids so I can get a break. But he won't stay awake, or always on the phone. No, it's not fair to leave my husband with the kids. So this is a poll that they did. And what was interesting about it is most of the ones that resonated, the answer that resonated the most is, I don't have this as an option. The next one was, absolutely, I need that so I don't kill someone. I don't have this as an option. Wow. So that's really interesting to me. Well, why wouldn't you have it as an option? Why wouldn't you have solo mental health days and weekends? Why wouldn't you take that time out? Is it because you have excuses around, I don't want to leave my kids with my husband. I have got nobody to leave my kids with. Um, I will do a better job than anybody else. And there's some fear there and there's some guilt there. So the two feelings that most mums have when they think about taking some time out for them and getting on a plane or even like driving off Um And spending the day on their own is got something to do with two feelings, fear of rocking the boat and guilt of not being the one to look after. Or fear that if they do go away, that it will all fall apart and that they do the best job and nobody else can do the job better um, better than them. All of which isn't true. You see, when we take our fear and our guilt way too seriously and we believe that that fear and that guilt is letting us know about something, about our situation, that we can't take that time out, then we get stuck. I remember about two, maybe three years ago when I was flying in and out of London for a state-of-mind training And on one of these weekends, I left Leo with his nanny at the time in Spain. And I got a message from her and a photo. And the photo was of Leo, her and her boyfriend at the time. And I suddenly had this overwhelming sense of guilt. Why isn't it me there? Why is it that, you know, my ex-husband and I, at the time he was still my husband, and not the ones on the beach with our child. Why is it that we have a nanny that's doing that? Why, what? Oh My God, I'm such an awful mother that I'm staying away. And I was having this conversation over and over and over again the entire day. And I was sharing this with a colleague of mine. And she said, Marina, you do understand that giving to you is giving to everybody else. Now, I kind of knew that on an intellectual level. And you know, on these sort of uh I'm I'm running these mum relief calls with mums. And what I found is that when we have these conversations, they feel very much like I did that day. And what I hear is is I'm not doing a good enough job, I'm really shit at this job, I should be a better mum, I should be there with my son, I can't take time out because I would feel really guilty if I did. That would mean something about me as a mother. But as I said, that day, that comment of giving back to you is giving back to everybody else was a real kind of heartwarming moment for me because later on in that day, I was listening to a recording by Sydney Bank, Scottish welder, Scottish mystic, who had an enlightened experience about his reality. And what I heard was, the only thing you need to do is to bring the feeling home and that will take care of everything else. Now, the feeling he was talking about was the one that some of us call stillness, bliss, calm, quiet. Now, if you can't remember what the hell that feels like, it's inside you. It's how babies are. Maybe you're feeling it right now. And what I realized that day was that if I didn't take my guilt or my fear too seriously, that I could just feel it and act regardless of how I felt. That I could actually take care of myself. And that the guilt and the fear said nothing about me as a mum. It was just letting me know about my state of mind in that moment. Then I could actually look after me and do the things that I wanted to do and get on a plane and travel. And make time for that mental well-being day or health day that I so needed. Because here's what I do know. When, we, when I'm tired or I've had a long day, my patience starts to <laughs> reduce. You may, even find, your, may maybe even find yourself shouting at your kids more of the time. So I would suggest if we have more relaxation time, if we have more time for us, if we make us a priority, not only are we modeling this for our children, but also it has a massive impact on them too. What I've noticed is, is that when we, we will always go up and down. We will always have days where we feel stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. But what's important is the bounce back rate, how long we stay there. And this has an enormous impact on our kids. So if you want to have a happy, rounded child. the Bounce back rate of your own well being will make a, have a profound impact on their state of mind too. They feel that, so it's a worthwhile investment. And when I have those sorts of conversations with mums on my instant mum relief accelerator calls, I'm always amazed at the, the aha's that they have because they realise that actually, it's totally true. They just haven't made them a priority because of some weird notion that they can't. Some weird notion that their children or their husbands are the priority or their clients are the priority, or which just isn't true. You are your biggest asset. Without your asset, you as the asset, later down the line, you could be looking at burnout and then you really cannot be there for anyone. So, it's critical to take time out for yourself. And someone that looks after their own mental well being. I cannot stress this enough. Yes, we can look after our own physical well being, but our mental well being has a profound effect on everything else. There's only one issue. With mental illness, only one mental illness, which is chronic stress. And if you find yourself being in that place of chronic stress for more than 30 minutes a day, it will have profound physical effects on your body. Your body will start to compensate. You may even have physical pain in your body right now. And so I cannot haha, stress this enough, that prioritizing your solo mental health days, your solo mental weekends is critical if you want to stay sane. But I find it quite incredible, especially on these instant mum relief accelerator calls where we talk about why aren't we doing this, right? And and it's a deep-seated, I don't deserve. I am not deserving of this. But when I share or ask the question, are your kids deserving of you to do this? The answer is always yes. So if not for you, for your children. Because looking after you and your own mental well-being and sanity is looking after your kids. So if you can't remember the last time you invested in yourself, then look at that. I invite you to look at that when you get off this podcast today and start saving money or putting money aside or even going for this particular area of your life. Just like an asset, when you keep putting money into it, it will give you an incredible return on investment and if you see yourself as an asset then there's no reason why investing in yourself won't give you a massive return not only on your business your intimate relationships but also your kids if they see their mom happy contented well looking after her own well-being This will have huge dividends on your kids and their happiness. And so the last thing I wanna leave you with is this. Motherhood can be enjoyable if you believe that you're okay no matter what, regardless of what's going on in terms of your circumstances and how you feel. So with that in mind, Thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope that this has been revelatory to you. And remember, you are the joy you seek. And look out for this these instant mum relief accelerator calls that you can actually link to in the show notes. Until the next time. Bye-bye for now and there we have it another amazing episode of the joy of being to accompany you during this crazy time of year remember you're not on your own you can reach out and you're okay no matter what if you are tired of the insanity and the juggle that summer brings remember to get in touch for your free instant mum relief accelerator call worth 500 pounds at bit.ly slash instant mum relief that's it.ly slash instant mum relief and book your call there. So until next week's episode, remember you are the joy you seek.